0: Way up, and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on the faction where we discuss the latest and greatest and the beautiful sport of professional wrestling. And I have him with me that's right, that Valedictorian and the father of Jackson and Jordan. Mr. GB, how are you?
1: What's up, man? Listen, I am all the way up. Another amazing week in the world of pro wrestling, another amazing week, period. So, I'm listen. I'm ready. I'm pumped. I am jacked for today's show.
0: Now, don't say that too loud because you don't want a wellness test policy coming out against you over at the DDP yoga spot. You don't want DDP coming through with the cup. So,
1: speaking of DDP yoga, what a great segue that we didn't plan. So, one of the super cool things about having my daughter here is I told her on the way here, like, hey, you know, I'd love for you to come to DDP Yoga with me. She was like, okay, great. So yesterday, we went together for a DDP Yoga class. And uh, she's taken yoga before. She's done, like, hot yoga, and she was trying to understand the difference between the two. And I was like, I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I've not done any other yoga besides DDP Yoga. Though I do know that it's, like, a unique mix of cardio and yoga, et cetera, et cetera. So we get there, you know, we've got our yoga mat, she's all good to go, and we're sitting in waiting for the class to start. And our instructor's in the front, his name is Garrett. Shout out to you, Garrett. Uh, And through the side door walks DDP. (laughs) And so thank God I met him two weeks before so I wouldn't completely fanboy out. And so I go to my daughter, I'm like, hey, that's DDP. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) So she's like, are you fanboying right now? And I'm like, hey, I met him a couple weeks ago, but I'm good. I won't bother him, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was like, have I done my job as a father if DDP walks in the room? You know, DDP walks in the room and she's just chilling you know but she did an amazing job at yoga and reminded me of why I'm the dad and she's the daughter cuz you know she's doing moves better than I am and I'm like oh, oh my bro man i was just But your daughter's an athlete though she's she a,
0: she's is. a volleyball aficionado she is. so
1: she probably has all the working muscles to make it happen She does and so she showed that to me yesterday and i was like what in the world but hey burned almost 900 calories it's a good day at the office how long did it take for you to do that um well those classes usually run about 55 minutes wow yeah so that's really cool it was really really cool of course they measure your heart rate you get to see how your calories are burning and uh, it's an amazing situation. So shout out. And to what, what's Diego. that? Uh, Smyrna? Is it's that in Smyrna, Smyrna, Georgia. It is in Smyrna. Really? Okay, okay. And for people who are familiar with Atlanta, you know, that's really not far outside the city at all. It's actually a stone's throw away from uh, SunTrust Park where the uh, Braves play as well. So it's not far uh, at all. So uh, if you guys are ever in the Atlanta area, Go do DDP yoga. Go to the performance center. You never know who's gonna be there, but there's just something really special that they're doing there. And it's from uh, it's in the uh, Cobb
0: County, which we know a ton of wrestlers oh, who've yes. been representing
1: Cobb County. A ton in Cobb County, and a ton of wrestlers are are hanging out in Atlanta as well. So you just never know. You know who'll be around.
0: Listen, man. You you, you listen. You guys don't ever want to give. WCW, it's credit But Atlanta And shout out Georgia Championship Wrestling Used to be run by, uh, I believe Ole Anderson was booking back then Mm -hmm. But listen, Atlanta is a hotbed For professional wrestling And there's a migration Because when you sent the picture WCW number 2 Was on the wall
1: Uh, well. well. W. Well, and AEW again. I've got another AEW shot. Uh, definitely, there is a synergy between AEW and DDP, uh, DDP Yoga. Some of the folks that are there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's a super cool thing that's happening.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if if, if they can uh, lengthen the life of the wrestler in 2019. Is there a merger happening between the yoga world via DDP and this AEW wrestling world? Because you and I both know that the performance center the WCW had and of course the performance center the WWE NXT has, it's it at one point was very cardio heavy and very weights driven. Mm-hmm. Very old school weights. Yeah. You hear about the guys doing uh squats over a bucket, you know, sure. but has to touch the bucket and come back up. But this yoga initiative mm-hmm. has really elongated the life of a Dustin Rhodes, yes. a Christopher Jerome Jericho. Mm-hmm. You even told me that
1: Cody's even getting into a little yoga Cody, these days. AJ Styles, Ricochet, Tommaso Ciampa is using it. Ricochet's as, a yoga guy? Ricochet on several occasions has uh. done DDP yoga before his matches. Absolutely wow yeah so a lot of the wrestling community is connected to it of course we know it helps save the life of jake the snake and uh scott hall lots of people because what he's able to do and it's funny because his classes aren't just for those who love yoga he has a separate class for people who are looking to rebuild their mobility uh get mobility back in their joints and in their knees and all these types of things so yeah it's a significant situation And uh, it's not just hype. Matter of fact, you're talking about the connection between AEW and DDP Yoga uh, for the last couple of StarCasts and including this one. They've also had uh, a session for DDP Yoga as well that a lot of people participated in. So that's really cool. Yeah, there was one WrestleMania weekend also, I should mention. So, you know, a lot of the wrestling community values it.
0: I'll give you one more wrestling piece from the uh, weekend that really got me hyped. Was I saw The Rock on Instagram post that he was at his farm in where Virginia. Yes, indeed. Who knew that The Rock spends time most of his time in Virginia? He called it God's country. I love that. You know, we're both. I'm from Virginia. Yeah. You spent a ton of your life in Virginia. Yes, and The Rock has purchased a farm out there. And is building his life right before Michael Jackson died. About a year before he died, Michael took his kids and spent about a year living in Virginia at a farm, wow. possibly even close to where the rock lived. So Virginia is a place where people go to retire and their
1: wrestling roots can last forever. Well, it's interesting that you mention that places like Virginia and North Carolina, uh, who may be popular for cities like Richmond, Virginia Beach and Charlotte, uh, also have a lot of farm country. Uh, If you think about it, Andre the Giant spent his latter years uh, on a farm in North Carolina, Ellerby, North Carolina. You know, you think about the Hardys and all of the the land that they have in North Carolina. And a space like Virginia, uh, there are enough rural and farm areas there where the rock could be without necessarily being harassed. He could grow his farm. He could do his stuff, and he wouldn't necessarily have to worry about, you know, people— uh, giving him a difficult time in doing that. So, yeah, yeah it, it makes v- Virginia sense. Virginia
0: is a quiet enough place. We really leave our celebrities alone.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh,
0: according to, to, to The Rock, who on his Instagram has even rocked UVA material. Wow. I'll go back to November 27, 2011, where he has on a UVA uh, football shirt. Wow. We leave our celebrities alone. So the Michael Vicks, the Allen Iversons, the Missy Elliott, the Timberlands, the Pharrells, the Chads of the world. Yeah. Now The Rock, the great one. They can find rest there, including Michael Jackson. Yeah. Because... Let them well, be.
1: I'll, I'll I'll throw this point and then we'll we'll move on with the show. Uh, Chris Brown, I ran Chris Brown, uh, Coco from SWV. Um, yeah, you know it's funny. I ran into her at a Target one day. You know, like really? Yeah, you just never know where you'll see people. So yeah, we 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 get it there in Virginia. Shout out to uh, VA. So listen, if you missed last week's show, you missed a good one. Uh, it was a very busy week in the world of pro wrestling, and we recapped major events from Evolve. All Elite, New Japan, and WWE. We recapped Raw and SmackDown. Uh, it was quite the show. So go back, check it out. It's episode 174 of our radio show that you can find at radio.com or you can find wherever it is that you get your podcast. Just search for The Faction. New episode, new show, new content. Courtney, tell them what's up for this week.
0: Welcome to episode 174 of The Facts, and right here on Bonafide Radio, we'll kick things off with the G1 Climax update. Also, Roman Reigns, what's his current status with the WWE, and how long will it last? Is there something brewing between NXT and 205 Live? We'll definitely discuss the Raw reunion and SmackDown. Kevin Owens has a lot to say. But before we do, let me catch my breath with Finn Balor's theme song by CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That is radio the way it's supposed to be. Hey,
2: what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio.
0: It's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to the faction. That was Finn Balor's Catch Your
1: Breath by CFO GB. Give us the news. All right, so we're going to kick things off talking about the G1 Climax 29 tournament. Um, which I can't say enough about the value of this tournament. It is one of the most historic tournaments in pro wrestling, one of the most grueling tournaments in pro wrestling, certainly the longest-lasting tournament in pro wrestling. As it goes about five to six weeks' time, we're right in the middle of things, and we had three big dates happen uh, over the weekend before today's happening. So let me get you updated on what happened over the weekend and then I'll tell you what happened earlier today. So, in the A-Block, starting, they had a three-day run, uh, which began on Thursday, the 18th, that saw Kenta defeat Lance Archer. Evil defeated Sonata, of course, their tag team partners. Kazuchika Okada defeated Bad Luck Fale. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Zack Sabre Jr. And Kota abushi defeated Will Ospreay. Matter of fact, all three of these nights were in Tokyo's famed Cork and Hall. Uh, the B-Block... Met up on Friday and it saw Shingo Tagaki defeat Tai Chi, Jeff Cobb defeated Juice Robinson, Toru Yano defeated Jay White, which is still pretty amazing, Tetsuya Naito defeated Hiroki Goto, and certainly one of the biggest matches in this tournament that a lot of people are talking about, John Moxley defeated Tomohoro Ishii. Brutal match. A Block, Saturday night. Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Bad Luck Fale for his first win in this tournament. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeats Lance Archer. Kenta continues his winning ways, defeating Evil. Kota abushi defeats Sonata. And let me tell you, this match has already been considered match of the year candidate. Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. It's so good. We've put it for you on our Facebook page, so when you get the opportunity, go check it out. It was absolutely incredible. So earlier today, uh, things went down for the G1 Climax as they moved from Tokyo to Hiroshima at uh, the Sun Plaza Hall, and here's how it went down. We had uh, the B Block take place, and uh, Juice Robinson defeated Toru Yano. Uh, tai Chi defeated Hiroki Goto. John Moxley remains undefeated, defeating uh, Shingo Tagaki. Jay White defeated Jeff Cobb. And Tetsuya Naito defeats Tomohoro Ishii. So here's how it stands. Leading the A block, it's Kenta and Kazuchika Okada, both of whom are undefeated with eight points apiece. And leading the B block alone, it's John Moxley with eight points. Now, Things will continue for the G1 Climax this Saturday. In fact, they've got a two-day run Saturday and Sunday in Aichi at the Perfectual Gymnasium. Some pretty significant matches happening there, including, and this is going to be huge, the two leaders in the A Block. Battle each other for supremacy as Kazuchika Okada takes on Kenta. One of those guys will remain undefeated. Should be very interesting to check that out. Uh, Kota Abushi takes on Lance Archer. Hiroshi Tanahashi takes on uh, Sonata. And then in the B block on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday, you're gonna have Juice Robinson against Tomohoro Ishii. This is the match I'm looking forward to, though. Tetsuya Naito against John Moxley. B-Blog on Sunday. Some big things going down. Have you had a chance to check out any of the G1? And if so, what are your thoughts?
0: I've, I've walked through some highlights. I'm going to tell you this. John Moxley is making a name for himself as a pure wrestler. Mm-hmm. We've seen him in the shield. We've seen him on the mic. We've seen him entertain us. But can he just put it down in the ring? And the answer is absolutely yes. He is can have you noticed the names of the people that he's beaten just to get to this place
1: yes he's
0: beat jeff cobb mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and so when you look at that he's doing his thing now i'm with you match of the year that will all spray and kazuchika okada was a great match here's what i noticed about the match: when they do a consecutive set of moves and then they both sit on the ends of the ring and just look at each other like mm-hmm. okay well that was good mm-hmm. but notice how much how much more violent the match got as it went on. Yes, it started very friendly. Mm-hmm. very I know you, you know me. yeah. And by the time he gave him the boot outside the ring, yeah, they were going toe to toe. But this is why we love the G one climax. Mm-hmm. This is what we live for right here. yeah, it is the the best in the world. Forget Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. this is the it's actually a shame that Shae McMahon called himself the best in the world. And has tried to steal that name and belittle it and lower the standard of it. But to be standing here with John Moxley and Juice Robinson at the top and then Kenton Okada at the top on there. Brother.
1: Let me tell you. We are heating up. 2019, again, is another amazing year for the sport of pro wrestling. We are living in the new golden era. Clack could argue it, but he's not here to argue it. So I'm just saying this. It's very, very vital that you guys check it out. I want to ask you this question because uh, this question has come up on several other shows. We have uh, listeners who are picking sides relative to organizations and the like. Do you think it's healthy as a wrestling fan to watch multiple presentations of the sport, or should you just stick to... You know, whichever brand it is that you like. If you're a WWE guy, if you're an AEW guy, if you're an ROH guy, which do you think is the better thing to do as a wrestling fan?
0: There are three types of people who watch wrestling. There are. uh, Let let, let me give you four. There is the there's the WWE fan. Mm -hmm. There is then the sports entertainment fan. Right. There is the wrestling fan. And then there's a wrestling fan. Gotcha. So all four of them actually make wrestling go around. Mm -hmm. The wrestling fans sit on the floor. Mm -hmm. The wrestling fans sit on the little uh, parts that's starting to go up into the bleachers. Mm -hmm. The sports entertainment... No, the WWE fans sit on the areas around the ramp. And then the... Sports Entertainment fans Sitting in the nosebleed Mm -hmm. All four categories are actually needed To push the industry forward There are guys who simply Know The Rock There are guys who who tuned in on Wednesday I mean, I'm sorry, on Monday Just to see Stone Cold Steve Austin Mm -hmm. And then you have the diehards Which, and here's the reason Why we're needed The sports entertainment people And the WWE people are needed Because they generate big dollars The pro wrestling fan is needed because we generate great wrestling. They all merge together.
1: I sort of agree and somewhat disagree. And it didn't answer the question. (laughs) Well, because I think
0: I'm too much of a lover of all things wrestling. Mm -hmm. Because I love the fact that, listen, man. Uh, it's, 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 and we'll talk about SmackDown. Nothing in me wants to see uh, Shawn Michaels fight Dolph Ziggler. No, no, nothing in Which me wants to see no, it. I don't
1: know that it's going there, but that's but, another discussion. But, but we can discuss.
0: to see The Rock actually have some business outside of wrestling, to see DDP have some business outside of wrestling, means that the sports entertainment world took to him. Well you need that. You need the average Joe who just knows you for bang or knows you for raised eyebrows. But then you have the wrestling fans who with us. We know who Will Osprey is. I heard I heard Chris Jericho say this on uh in the ring podcast the other day. He said that the sports entertainment people who pay the big bucks to uh to to they show up in thousands, they don't know the young bucks. We have to introduce the young bucks to them. He said the wrestling fans know the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. but that, the average person doesn't know the Young Bucks. So it takes both.
1: Yeah, I I, I, don't, I still don't know that you answered my question, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I do think that the classifications for what you said are necessary for people to understand that wrestling fans are not one size fits all. Um, and that, you know, I think people... If you are a fan of the sport, I think, you, you, I think you owe it to yourself to open your mind to more than one presentation of the sport. Um, yeah. Because, for, for a couple of reasons. number one, when new people come in it's you know what it's like it's kind of like the, the basketball fan right like I think you can actually label a lot of sports fans in the, in the classifications that you just did. I mean you have your diehard fans um, you have your fans that are just loyal to one particular team. you have your casual fans who might watch only during you know the, the playoffs and the NBA championships. But, you know, yeah. if you start talking about watching a regular game, they aren't. Um, and then got, you have your LeBron loyalist. It, they it, just, just follow loyal a, to a Yeah, loyal to a player. A person. Um, I, I, to your point, I think it, it takes it all to make it work. Um, I, I can't call one of it's hard to say if if you're a LeBron fan or if you're a basketball fan if you just follow I, I, LeBron. Do you know if, what I mean? If,
0: if you – to, to answer the question – if you call yourself a wrestling purist, mm-hmm. which I believe is a small group now, yeah, a lot of people want to call themselves purists, but you aren't a purist. If you want to be a wrestling purist, then you have to have an appetite for different styles of wrestling. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I say this because we have folks who are listening and who are paying attention to us that. Uh, only watch one thing you know in in that case for many it's WWE Uh, certainly nothing against that obviously we are big WWE fans but part of the reason why our show is designed the way that it is is to help uh, introduce you to some other things that are happening because here's the deal right you may not watch it but the people you're watching are watching it You better believe the folks in WWE are paying attention to All Elite. They're paying attention to what's happening in Evolve. They're paying attention to Impact. They're paying attention to New Japan. They're paying attention to all of it because, number one, the wrestlers, for many of them, they are friends. Cross-promotions, as you can see across social media. For the talent uh, scouts and the bookers, they're looking to see where their next bit of talent is coming from. So you as a fan, owe it to yourself to to expose yourself to other things besides WWE. Now, will you like it all and will you become fans of it all? No, and I don't think that's my expectation. Or an expectation, you're gonna like what you like. What appeals to you will appeal to you. But I think to shut it out because it's not WWE uh, could create a chasm for you Um, And here's why. Because even WWE isn't as WWE as it once was. Yeah. Uh, It's just not. I mean, WWE has diversified itself to where you've got what they call the main roster being Raw and SmackDown. But really, the great wrestling is not just happening there. It's happening on NXT. It's happening on NXT UK. It's happening even on 205 Live. There are so many other elements to what wwe is doing that if you don't you know open yourself up to what's out there you'll shortchange yourself and then you'll be wondering where this one come from where that where? so for instance there's a group of folks who have not been fans of shinsuke nakamura um and for me the reason i was a fan of shinsuke nakamura was because of my exposure to him in new japan um, and to watch what he did in New Japan that automatically excited me to come yeah. to, for, for him to come to NXT yeah. and WWE. So that's why that's a, and it. Go ahead. If, if, if you're a – you don't even have to be a wrestling purist. If you're a
0: wrestling fan, mm-hmm. then you ought to also do yourself the favor of going and checking out some of your local regional wrestling promotions.
1: Yes. Go, Google
0: it because there's some great wrestling happen, happening out there and there's some great guys running these Georgia still has deep south wrestling run Mm -hmm. by Jody Hamilton Kentucky still has a uh, o- OVW, which is Ohio Valley, which is run mm-hmm. by Al Snow. Mm-hmm. There's South Atlantic Pro Wrestling in North Carolina, ran by Paul Pr- Paul Jones, and Omega Championship, which in Cameron, which is still ran by the Hardy Boys to this day. Mm-hmm. Jim Cornette is still running Smoky Mountain, a version of it. And so I think they got like one one event a year. Yeah, but <laughs> all of these guys are still running local promotions. If you're down in Pennsylvania, up in Pennsylvania, World Extreme Wrestling ran by none other than Alpha. Mm. It's a great promotion. Who can argue with what Alpha's done? Yeah. So I I think it goes beyond that, too. It is, you got to go see some wrestling that is outside of your norm. One of the things I love about you, GB, is you were here at my house for Royal Rumble, it was. Mm -hmm. And you literally Ubered around town. To go see the local wrestling promotions that nobody was going to. Yeah. And you enjoyed it. You and I went down for the final event for uh, Impact Wrestling. Yes. And guys, you are missing out on some goodness. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not watching, it's the same thing. The same thing is happening all along all along the, the globe because of the internet. Sure. There is some talent out here that you haven't heard of because you're paying attention to the main names.
1: You know, it's it's funny that you say that. Uh, the event that I went to when we were in San Antonio for Royal Rumble, I went and Ubered to an Evolve event, which uh-huh. little did I know that the main event of that Evolve uh, match was Cassius Ono against Zack Sabre Jr., You know, Uh so to get to see Zack Saber Jr. live was a treat. Cassius Ono's last Evolve match before he went to uh, uh, NXT, and this is before they really had a relationship. Now it's interesting to, to watch how WWE's relationship with Evolve has evolved to the point of them taking it public and allowing the 10th anniversary of Evolve to be on the WWE Network to make greater references to Evolve on WWE television. They get it, and I hope we as fans can come along for the ride because here's the deal. So, for instance, if you see an Isaiah Swerve Scott on uh, NXT TV, to you he may be brand new. Or if you saw him last night on 205 Live, to you he may be brand new. But for me, I remembered him from Evolve and even before that when he was Killswitch in Lucha Underground and he had some incredible matches. So to get to watch the maturation of these athletes is really incredible. You know, think about it. Many are being um, uh, moved by Ricochet right now. Well, you go back. I remember Ricochet. Of course, you know, the world got to see Ricochet in the Ricochet-Osprey match from New Japan that went viral. But before then, he was Prince Puma in Lucha Underground. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, when you get to these spaces and you watch this, you then get to see... This is what really excited me back in the day about the Monday Night Wars, you know? When people would jump... WCW and jump to WWE or jump to ECW, you can kind of trace where they had been, which makes their arrival here even more significant. So as a wrestling fan, I want to challenge my, my fellow listeners here of the faction to try something out. Do some research. These days, you can just go on to YouTube. You know, you don't have to wait for dirt sheets and magazines. You can go to YouTube, search for some of your favorite wrestlers. Some great promotions are actually showcasing their shows weekly on YouTube. Uh, if you want to see what's happening with Booker T's Reality of Wrestling organization, which gave to us the Usos and Ember Moon, you can search for that on YouTube. They have a free weekly show. Same for a show called MLW. Major League Wrestling, which Shane Strickland, a.k.a. uh, 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 I called him Kill Switch, a.k.a. Isaiah Swerve Scott, was a big part of that organization. You'll see some transplants from Impact there. Uh, MJF, who's doing a big thing right now in All Elite, really cut his teeth there in Major League Wrestling. You'll also get to see, um, if you remember a few weeks back, Roman Reigns' cousin, Lance Anoye, was on WWE television. That happened as a result of what he's doing in Major League Wrestling, MLW. Tony Schiavone, one of the names that we've loved from WCW, has done Mm. some great announcing there, as has Jim Cornette, uh, as has Matt Stryker, who was a guest here on the show. So I'm taking time to talk about this because some of our folks are, are, are so wwe would which I love WWE, but you don't have a clue what you're actually missing in terms of great wrestling, which is why we talk about the G1 Climax, which is why we talk about all the other things that are going on in the world of pro wrestling.
0: GB, do you think that the tension could be, and I know this is a longer conversation, do you think the tension could be that it, it requires so much time now to be a wrestling fan just, just getting through Raw and
1: Smackdown Requires five hours Let, let, let me say this uh, First and foremost Yes, if if you are a diehard wrestling fan It is absolutely possible To spend eight hours a day Eight hours a day Let me say it again Eight hours a day Watching pro wrestling Without watching the same wrestling match twice It's easy to do uh, In fact, I found that it's been hard to keep up on my end with the G1 Climax uh, if I were trying to watch it live because it comes on so early in the morning. That's the beauty of, again, New Japan World, just like WWE Network, where you can watch some of these things on demand at your leisure, um, you know, in bite-sized pieces and morsels. That's the beautiful thing about television right now, period. So I would just say if you don't have the time to commit to watching wrestling 24 seven, as most of us don't find something that you like, find a match that you like, you know, you, you may not be able to consume it all at one time, but find a time that you can. I think what you'll discover is some of us don't know what we really like because we haven't been exposed to it. And wow. uh, when you see some of these things, like I went on a search one day. I didn't know about Major League Wrestling. I found out about it thanks to John Murray, who had went to a couple of local live shows. And then I discovered they've got a whole network and all these super cool things that are happening. And then you're like, wow, I can dig that, you know. Um, so so do that. I think it'll enrich you as a wrestling fan. And that's one of the things that we're committed to here at The Faction is bringing you a wide diversity of what's happening in the world of pro wrestling. Again, you won't like everything, but I think there's enough out there where you'll like something and you'll go, oh my god, I didn't know about Will Ospreay. Oh my god. You know, Dean Ambrose and John Moxley, I know they are physically seemingly the same person, but their wrestling styles are completely different. And I had no idea he could do that. You know, those who were just introduced to AJ Styles three years ago when he came to WWE, well, boy, Do you know the stuff you're missing? And here's the cool thing. On some of these networks and on YouTube, you could research and watch their old matches. You know, you guys love those who love Brock Lesnar. You you could see Brock Lesnar against Shinsuke Nakamura from New Japan for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Or Brock versus AJ Styles or some of these other great matches that are out there. I didn't mean to dovetail on that for so long. but No, no, no,
0: that's good because people... They, they they really need to know what options are there yeah. And then they I would even suggest we should put together An idea of how one can consume This wrestling
1: I like that idea Matter of fact I think we'll put that on social media We'll work on that over the next couple of days If you want to know how you can check out New Japan, how you can check out WWE, how you can check out Ring of Honor, Impact, and these other places. Because we are committed not just to one organization. We are committed to the sport and the furtherance of pro wrestling. Whether you call it sports entertainment, pro wrestling, we're committed to it. And the more you know, the more you grow. They used to talk about that years ago on NBC, the more you know. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's definitely to our advantage – to be able to tell you about that. So with that said, uh, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Roman Reigns. Did he return too soon? There's an interesting report out there which may speak to the fact of why you may not see Roman Reigns in the main event picture like you thought you might have seen him. We're going to talk about NXT versus 205 Live and what happened on 205 Live last night. And, of course, we're going to spend some time talking about this Raw reunion the biggest Raw reunion in WWE history. Was it a hit? Was it a miss? Do we need more of it? I know what Clack would say, but Clack isn't here, so we're going to say what Clack would say uh, and more. But right now, let's go to some music. Uh, this is music from the Undisputed Era. It's their theme song coming from CFO. This is The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio.
0: It's me, TGP the king of our Bing. The master of the diamond cutter, the three times, three times, three times world champion and CEO and founder of TDP Yoga. You're listening to the Faction on Fortified Radio, and that's not a bad thing. That, my friends, is a good thing.
2: Bang! Shock the system.
1: An announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, look everyone, Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No silly. Pain is in the building. <laughs> you can now
0: listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find out it. the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live listen. right now on your phone. Why, yeah? Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideRadio.com. I'm living in that
1: 21st century. Uh-oh. we got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't
2: wait. We will
1: gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner.
2: This is so gnarly.
1: For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise or email us directly at sales at I
3: know you're going to dig this.
0: This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfied Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune
2: in to Melodic Grooves. Right here on GetBonnerfied.com or via the Bonnerfied Radio app. Bonnerfied Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be.
3: We are the Faction.
0: Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, this is Courtney. Welcome back to The Faction. That was Undisputed Era's theme song by CFO. GB, listen, man, I love Undisputed Era. I do, too. I, I, I just think they're good for the culture. Yeah. I think they're good for ratings. And if they don't call them up and let them run Russia, whatever that means, no, all no, over no, the no, roster.
1: no, no. I don't want them to call them up right now. I don't. No, I, I mean, I mean. Listen. If they're not
0: going to let them be undisputed era, don't call them up. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to tamper with that,
1: and you know they are.
0: Now listen, the only the only
1: place you I trust the undisputed era versus New Day. The only place I trust them is under the watchful eye of Paul Heyman. Oh, I agree with that. Now that I would agree. With. That's the only because I know that they'll be cared for and they'll be handled properly. So, so speaking of watchful eye, you know, by now there was a rumor. Uh, Certainly when Roman Reigns made his full-time return back in February Which, by the way, won him the first WWE's ESPY award um, Many figured that when we got to SummerSlam He would be in the WWE title picture Or certainly by the time we get to Fox uh, In just two months Where SmackDown will make their debut uh, on Fox at the top of October Oh, that reminds me I'll come back to that in a second AEW, just don't let me forget that. Um, Okay. But there's a report that's out um, that's talking about the current status of Roman Reigns. It has been said that Roman Reigns is actually not back with WWE on a full-time basis, which would explain why we don't see Roman Reigns really in a lot of main event scenarios. If you'll notice, he's been, uh, as many have said, protected in tag team matches, uh, in spots here and there. But, you know, the Roman domination that you thought you were going to see that they kind of alluded to uh, when they put him on SmackDown and let him come to Raw isn't really happening right now. And that's a lot to do with, many say, his health. Um, And so I want to ask you this question. Do you think Roman Reigns came back too soon?
0: No. No. No, I, I I can't say he came back too soon. I think how they are monitoring uh, his output reminds me of the current day of the NBA where you have a Kawhi Leonard who signs with the Clippers and says, there are 80 games. I really would love to only play a max of 50 games. And they call it uh, workload management. Mm-hmm. And it's because Kawhi says that 80 games takes a toll on my physical body. In a way that I'm not healthy when I need to be healthy, mm. so I'm okay with with how how um, he's come back. I'm okay with how they put him in tag team um, uh, situations. I could not understand when he wrestled with with uh, Taker. Taker was getting mollywopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and I was just yeah. like, "Good God, Taker's yeah. taking it." Yeah, but it's because even Taker. Uh, being the old, the older and the elder statesman of the locker room when he's there, is willing to say, "Hey, young guy, uh, heal up. I got you." Mm-hmm. So I think what they're doing is brilliant. And to be very honest, it didn't even dawn on me that I hadn't really seen Roman in a singles competition. Yeah, it really hadn't. And I, and I remember something that maybe Kevin Sullivan. No, no, no. It was Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels said this. When he came back for his first match, uh, it was a street fight with Hunter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yes. he said, because street fights are easier to do mm-hmm. than wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. So I kept wondering why with some of Roman's matches, they were uh, 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 stylistic matches, as you yes. said. Yes, uh, And it's because they're easier, they're more rest moments, and then mm-hmm. you could pull off. So no, I don't think he came back too early. I think i would rather see him come back like this and he slowly work himself back into full-time wrestling shape
2: mm-hmm.
0: than to sit out for a long time when them try to try to throw him in and he'd be injured really bad
1: yeah so shout out to roman reigns and shout out to the wwe for, yeah we have to give them credit for this have, we have to give them credit and again this completely debunks Brandon Clack's theory that there's no that there's a talent deficit because the fact that you didn't even realize that Roman Reigns was not in the main event picture says that we've got enough talent that is really handling the main event spots such that Roman Reigns isn't needed in that space. Seth Rollins has really stepped up, Brock Lesnar being back, Kevin Owens on SmackDown, Kofi Kingston. You know, you got a lot of players that and a lot of supporting stories as well. That are, are causing us to be interested in the sport and interested in what WWE is producing, which is the same thing and same formula that made the Attitude Era work. Before we get to Monday Night Raw, which we're going to get to, there's some big news that we've got to talk about. And that's, I, I didn't want to forget it, uh, which I'm glad we, we mentioned that there. AEW, I cannot leave without talking about AEW. Major news breaking on AEW as it's official. AEW debuts on TNT Wednesday night, October the 2nd, live from Washington D.C.'s Capital One Arena. It's gonna be huge, folks. Now there's there were a lot of questions as to what their TV show was gonna look like. Would it be taped? Would it be live? What would happen? Let's be clear. The Capital One Arena, the former Verizon Arena, uh, is played home to a lot of big events in WWE. Several major pay-per-views from uh, SummerSlam to... Survivor Series have happened there. Uh, SmackDown's 20-year anniversary was it the 20-year anniversary of the 1,000th show? I think it was the 1,000th episode. One of those two happened. It's the 1,000th episode. The 1,000th episode of SmackDown happened right there in that arena, and so All Elite will be premiering their live weekly show on TNT Wednesday, October the second. So when you were talking, Courtney, about. Uh, how expensive time-wise it is to be a wrestling fan, let's do the math here. It's interesting. Monday night, you've got, uh, well, really, that week, it's going to be Monday Night Raw. It'll be Wednesday night for All Elite, and then Friday night for SmackDown. Thursday, excuse me, Wednesday, you'll still have NXT floating in there, unless that gets changed. Um, It's going to be an interesting time in the world of pro wrestling. What are your thoughts on All Elite tnt wednesday october the second live from of all places washington dc a market they've not been in before i'm actually
0: shocked i'm actually shocked that the first one is in washington dc clearly they know something that we don't know and they trust something that we have just proudly i guess looked over this show is a two-hour show 8-10 8 to 10 East Coast, which is 7 to 9 here, very reminiscent of SmackDown. And Warner Media has done a great rollout of this. I'm actually catching up on Variety.com, which is the news to the stars and for the stars. And Warner Media has rolled this out in a great way. Mm-hmm. AEW, they got their hands full They're on Wednesday night. I'm glad they didn't go Monday. All I'm right. glad they didn't go Tuesday. But I'm also glad they didn't go Friday. Wednesday night seems to be a great hump day moment for them to really get their people over. Now, here's what's going to happen. I agree with what Chris Jericho said. They got to find a way to make Young Bucks household names. They have to find a way. I think Kenny Omega is just waiting to become a household name. Mm-hmm. Cody and Brandy are, to me, are already household names, but guys are like a Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. So, Washington, D.C., I'm. I, n- Let's be listen, clear. Man. This is still WWE country. It, it, it is. And so my fear is I'm praying that they haven't bitten off more than they can chew by going to this arena.
1: Well, let me just, okay, this is where the counterpunch comes, which by the way, I think it's interesting that you're saying this when back in January, we were in Nashville doing a special show there where you proudly said that by the end of the year, All Elite would be the number two wrestling organization in the world, so it's surprising that you'd have doubts about this. I will say this, I, you know, think about, think about what they've already done. They ran, uh, of course, there was all in, but all out sold out in minutes in Chicago, a huge wrestling town that was once all WWE country. They've gone to Las Vegas, which had been primarily WWE country, though WCW had done some good shows there. Their Halloween Havocs were there. Now, Washington, D.C., for as much as it was WWE country, was also home probably for the last Four to five years for Starcade for WCW. That's where WCW had their biggest pay-per-view moment: Sting versus Hogan, Starcade 97. So you had some really significant or Starrcade 98, one of those two. So you had some really significant moments from WCW. I think all elite coming into what had been perceived, WWE country. And doing a show, not some in some small arena, but in the same arena that housed Starcade, that housed SummerSlam, that housed Survivor Series. A big, big deal. And I'll say this we know they're gonna sell out. It's what All Elite has always done. So uh, GB, I think this is gonna be intriguing. GB, even for basketball,
0: 20,000 seats for wrestling. You're looking at 27, 26,000 seats. That's why I don't
1: know that it'll be a full 26. You got to you gotta count in, you know, production in terms of set so, design, so et even, cetera, et cetera. Even so if 20, they do 20, 20.
0: 20 mm-hmm. Mike Tyson fought his last fight at this arena mm-hmm. and barely filled it up with 20,000 people June 11, 2005.
1: I'm just well, saying. Okay. And that, so to that point, to that point. That was the 2005 Mike Tyson, right? That wasn't the 90s Mike Tyson. The
0: Sears, the Sears Arena, 11,000 people mm-hmm. at the Sears Center. All I'm saying is that they have to double what their best has been.
1: Well, actually, their best was better than Sears because uh, the whole Vegas situation, double or nothing, was 14,000 people. Um,
0: so they have to best that. That's not – And you know I'm why? not saying not that
1: they can't. Do it. I'm
0: not saying that they can't do it. I'm just saying it's going to require more. No, it won't.
1: No, it won't. You know why? Because what we forget is the only reason that they only put four, the only reason that it was 14000 people in Vegas is because that's all the venue could house. They crashed the website so, on multiple occasions. I really so, GB, think there's enough long... of a demand for it. How long will fans, and
0: again, I'm, I'm quoting Chris Jericho mm-hmm. in his recent podcast. Mm-hmm. He said the quick reality check that we're going to have is that there's a difference between guys flying into a city for a one-off mm-hmm. and people deciding, do I want to watch it on TV or do I want to be there?
1: Here's what I'm, I'm going to suggest. Saying. I'm going to suggest, first of all, that if you're talking D.C. and you're talking the first, a, a lot of people care about the first, they may not yeah. care as much about the so second So I'm not or the concerned third. about really they the, care first. About the first but so what I think is going to have to happen is on this first show they're going to have to do some really significant things to attract people's attention so that when they come to their city people will go I need to be there. Now, I'm going to say this. I think that they've started off well with having two of their three events free on Bleacher Report people can go right now and look at those events and get a feel for what's happening plus on top of that you got what's been going on with uh, you know their internet channels then on top of that let's not forget all out is happening in just a few weeks about six weeks from now which will be roughly uh, five weeks before this TV situation. So I think they're gonna do an all-out blitz in terms of television I think again they've got a net they've got something that's a little bit different than what WWE has right now TNT has not been in the wrestling game for 20 years TNT is very bought in to seeing that all elite does very well it's a different buy-in than what USA has it's well, a different buy-in than what even Fox has
0: TNT has something to prove. Yes,
2: so because does all
0: elite. they 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 they've gotten the but but TNT has something different than a than all elite has to prove. TNT has to prove that they aren't who they said they were in the narrative of WCW, and so they're coming back to the table a little bit, saying no 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 no. We we know what we're doing. Watch this, and so that there are two entities that are coming together that have. Very much so something to prove. Mm -hmm. And as much as Jim Ross has said we shouldn't get into a show and tell match with Vince McMahon, that's all Cody's thinking
1: about. Well, and not just that, but this is the same Jim Ross that chose not to attend the Raw reunion um, when he had permission from All Elite to do so. And that says to me, you know, matter of fact, I thought it was interesting. And and this is the perfect segue, so get your Raw report ready. Uh, This is the perfect segue to talk about the Raw reunion because I thought it was interesting. The All Elite names that under previous circumstances – uh, would have been present, like Hall of Famer Billy Gunn, who would have been present with DX, who was there for, you know, Raw 25, but was not there for this. Jim Rawls. And he only got a sly comment made about him. That was right. was quick. Chris, Chris Jericho, who was there for Raw 25, all of these names directly associated with All Elite. But then you had an Impact Wrestling name like RVD, who was just on their pay-per-view two weeks ago, show up with permission on Monday Night Raw. Very interesting. So shout out to All Elite. I can't wait to see what happens when you guys get to watch them on free TV, TNT, October the 2nd. We're going to be counting down the days, and who knows what's going to happen between now and then. Maybe we can get an interview with someone from All Elite. I don't know. But uh, the reality of it is some great things are happening, and we're excited for All Elite. October the 2nd. You better believe WWE is about to ramp up their programming. So with that said, let's get the Raw Recap. Courtesy of Courtney. Take it away.
0: WWE Raw was live from Tampa, Florida, home of the one Hulk Hogan. That means he didn't have to travel to get there. And things kicked off when, as Vince McMahon called him, the best of all time, the greatest of all time. John Cena returned. Old school John Cena. Looks like he even had a haircut under the hat. And traded bars with the Usos. Even encouraged them to stay out of jail. Mm-hmm. The Usos then defeated the Raw Tag Team Champions in Revival when Dad came down and lended a hand, and they maybe even bust a move. Drew McIntyre attacked Cedric Alexander. The Viking Raiders defeated Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Roman Reigns, below Samoan on Samoan battle, there defeated Samoa Joe. Paul Heyman confronted Seth Rollins on Miz TV. Rey Mysterio defeated Sami Zayn. Seth Rollins defeated United States champion AJ Styles via disqualification when there was a run-in with DX and the click. And the OC, is somebody now a part of D-Generation X? Bray Wyatt attacked Mick Foley. Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Natalya brawled on a moment of bliss. Superstar, legends, and Hall of Famers won and lost the 24-7 championship. Good to see old Briscoe uh, out there again. It's uh, it a shame would have Pat Patterson. Braun Strowman defeated Randy Rowe and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair came out and gave a toast hurrah. Stone Cold looking old for the First time that I could ever imagine. Came on, threw some of his new beer out, gave everybody a high five, and even admitted to breaking the rules of one of the legends and breaking the law. GB, what did you think of Raw, SmackDown, whatever reunion?
1: Well, let, I have a lot of thoughts, and I, I really want us to take some time to talk about this Raw reunion uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I'm trying to think of where I want to start with this. Where do we want to start with this? I, I think there's so the, a part of, the, 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 the rumor is, is that USA told them to do this. Yes, that is true. USA did tell them to do this. And so it was now, one of the ideas that USA had to help bolster uh, and boost the ratings for Monday Night Raw. So this was a USA so, idea.
0: So USA is, is is leading the way in telling WWE what to do. USA came up with the 24-7 championship. Mm hmm. came up with this? I mm-hmm. mean, seems like Vince is taking
1: orders now. Well, you know, when somebody pays you close to a billion dollars, you're going to have to listen to what they have to say or else. What's he going to do? Lose that deal. And then what's he going to do? That's not a good look. You know, one of the other things I had a couple of friends of mine in my Twitter chat uh, who wanted uh, Stone Cold to go over like they did in the old days, you know, uh, go over the time. Uh, USA is not down with that anymore. Those days are gone. They removed the extra five minutes. So where it's now not 11.05, it's at 11 o'clock. And they will cut you off at 11 o'clock. That says to me... That, US, that WWE does not have the stroke That it once had with USA And you don't when you're not posting those con- The ratings that they were posting During previous eras And during previous times Allotted them the opportunity To go yeah. over 5 minutes, 10 minutes 15 minutes They don't have that opportunity right now Yeah, totally agree with you So totally. uh, a raw, raw reunion Um let me tell you what the Raw reunion made me feel like. And you will really relate to this. It, rem- You know what? It reminded me of the new school attempt of We Are The World. Ha! <laughs> like, let's just get 70 artists and put them on a four-minute song. So you can say, wow, we got 70 artists on a four-minute song. Well, don't you realize that that means that they're not going to really get to sing a whole lot they'll probably sing mostly in choir they're not all getting a solo appearance and for some of them they might just play the spoons to say they were there uh, a raw reunion on paper to some sounds good the reason I wasn't excited about it was with all the people that they said were coming back where were we gonna get room for the stories that have been built for the last few weeks where were we gonna get time for people to be utilized in the way that they needed to be utilized. That was my big question and concern. Um, I don't know if it delivered. And I'm kind of saving my thoughts on whether or not it delivered. What do you think? Do you think that the Raw Reunion... Now, delivered is a a relative term, okay? It's a relative term because the, the whole idea was for ratings, right? That's really... Um, What uh, USA was completely interested in They weren't really concerned about The quality of the content They wanted to know What the ratings would be And here's the deal According to the ratings It was a hit It was the best raw of 2019 it came in with 3.09 million viewers, which which topped the uh, Raw After Mania's numbers, which was 2.92 million. So for what they wanted to do, it was 26% up from last week, 11% up from the same week last year. So yeah, did it deliver in terms of what USA wanted? Absolutely. Now as a wrestling fan, did it deliver what you wanted to see? I wish Clack was here for this, but I want to get your thoughts. What it what did it feel like to you? Did it feel good? Did it feel right? What what was it what was it like for you? We were
0: 11% up from people last year Which just simply mean to me that 11% more people saw Suck. That's oh all it meant. This night was a waste of a great opportunity. I I can't even tell you how many things this is likened to, that seem good on paper, but when it is executed, you're just like, this isn't going to work at all. Uh, You 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 build up AJ Styles and the new OC, only for them to get. T-shirts are amazing. The new T-shirts are dope. Mm -hmm. Which to get them in a stare off with a wobbly Scott Hall. A slower Kevin Nash, a Shawn Michaels who has no desire to have any physical contact with anybody. Uh, X. So to me, what you could have done in that moment is this: X. doesn't mind fighting anybody. Still, mm-hmm. Kevin Nash is still in good enough shape to throw some hands. You know, Triple H doesn't mind. Heck, let them get it on and really get into some real dirt with uh. With, with, with the OC, OC stronger, OC's faster, but Kevin Nash, X-Pac, and, and Triple H are dirtier. They're old men. They'll hit you with a chair. And guess what? Both groups could have gotten over. You know, you have Hulk Hogan. What, what a moment if Hulk Hogan would have came out and Mark Henry and some of the other African-American guys, and they would have had this, this, this brief where Hogan just says, guys, I said it privately, but I want to say it publicly. Man, I'm sorry. You know that there's so many moments that we missed, which made this the big letdown. So it seemed like USA forced it, but WWE said, "Well, we ain't gonna do much with it. Just gonna hand out some free plane tickets to the guys come out here to Tampa. We're gonna tell some stories in front of the the, the young guys and all that." It, 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 GB, I
1: don't know. Well, here's part of the other problem. And where right? was Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar's not a legend, and Brock Lesnar's a universal champion. He apparently doesn't Brock have to show up on a like this. But this Brock should have been this there. Is, this is the point. There were so many issues behind the scenes with the Raw reunion. For one, uh, most of the guys that they had they had issues with because they couldn't get medically cleared. It, 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 it. How
0: about this? Santino Morello would have been a great 24-7 champion.
1: Well, okay. So we could have dedicated an entire show to the Raw reunion. and We probably should have because there are way too many points to make. Like, for instance, to me, as if the 24-7 championship was not a joke before – Raw Reunion cemented and solidified it as the biggest joke in pro wrestling right now. You have eight title changes in one night, okay? And with, and listen, so people want to go, yes, we made history. Kelly Kelly's the first female to win the 24-7 championship. Well, if the 24-7 championship actually meant something, then that it's not like Kelly Kelly won the Intercontinental Championship. It's not like she won the WWE. She won the 24-7 championship, which there's never been a legit match for. All it is is can I roll you up or not? And then of all things, you were going to have the belt thrown in the garbage by Alundra Blaze, but gets bought out by the hundred dollar man, not the million dollar man, because the million dollar man would not have had those cheap little dollar signs on his lapel. That's horrible the way they did Ted DiBiase. And so and Ted DiBiase could hardly pull out his money. I mean, this was not, you know, it, what saddens me is this. It saddens me that USA felt like the only way to get ratings up was to parade all these guys out there. And unfortunately, they were right. But those guys accomplished nothing. Tell me why in 2019 you have Stone Cold Steve Austin come out to the ring and Kevin Owens is nowhere to be found.
3: Or Or Becky Becky Lynch. Lynch
1: is nowhere to be found. If anything, there should have been a. Passing of the guard with that. Like there were opportunities that were so heavily missed, you know, with this raw reunion that I just sat back and went, Stone so wait a minute. Not just that, but we got a nervous stone cold. When have you ever seen a nervous stone cold? Yeah, true. You know, it's it's amazing. And the stuff that you know, I've seen memes on this, but nobody was really paying attention as they should have. I was watching when Hulk Hogan came out. I didn't even look at Hogan. I looked at two people. Booker T and Mark Henry. And shout out to our friend Mark Henry who refused to look at Hulk Hogan during that entire segment. He turned his he turned his side. He was talking to everybody else. He did everything but look at Hulk Hogan. Which says to me Hogan, you are not in the clear. No matter how much They want to push us, push you down our throat. It's not going to happen. And Mark Henry came on this show to tell you what he thought about Hulk Hogan and what he suggested to Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan didn't respond to it. So I just think, you know, again, Ric Flair is 70. Matter of fact, let me tell you the other moment that I had. The moment that I had when it was the OC versus the original DX. I looked around that ring, and I was like, oh, my God, there's a lot of gray hair in this ring. Yeah, It was hard to watch It was hard to watch And some of their hair has been grayer uh, This time than when we've we seen it before I just think this was a bad move Now I gotta ask this question And I want you to think about the answer as we go to break And those of you who are out there I want you to think of the answer to this as well It's very clear That since Monday Night Raw Had the best rating of the year That parading the legends Worked The question is, what is the best way to weekly use WWE Legends so that you can get the same kind of lift on Monday Night Raw? We're going to talk about that when we get back. Plus, we'll talk about SmackDown. And one of our listeners wants to know our thoughts on NXT Takeover Toronto. We'll talk about that as well. But let's get uh, some music. Speaking of NXT, Matt Riddle's theme song, it's called Hey Bro. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonner Fide Radio.
2: I got a lot left in the time.
1: What's up, guys? This is Mark here, in the world's
0: strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction.
3: Bro.
2: Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in
0: 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in
1: 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books.
0: Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I I, I almost
1: think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I Ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed
3: up, GB. I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, (laughs)
0: Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in in his head, in his his mind. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wait. Wait. James, oh, no, <laughs> James. Let's do it. The remix on Bonner Fight Radio We here Thursdays 2pm Eastern Here on Bonner Fight Radio Radio the way it's supposed to be Exclusively On the remix Don't miss it Don't miss it at all
3: We are The Faction
0: Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, bro, welcome back to The Faction. This is Courtney, and that's right, that was Matt Riddle's theme song,
1: GB. Let's keep this show rocking. All right, so before we went to break, we asked a question, and I'm certainly interested in, in your answer on this it's very clear that having the legends on WWE television works. As again, the raw reunion produced the highest ratings for Monday night raw of 2019, besting the raw after WrestleMania with over 3 million viewers. So whether we like the content, how people were used or not, the bottom line is according to the ratings, it worked. So here's the question. What is the best way to utilize WWE legends on weekly television to help ensure this type of response without there having to be a raw reunion every week, every month or every quarter. Yeah,
0: you, I'm going to go the long way to answer this. We find ourselves in the same situation as Saudi Arabia. Saudi only knows a certain uh, percentage of people, which is why Vince pulls them over there and pulls them out of the dust, because they remember them from their heyday. You look at a guy like a Steven Burke, who is the CEO of NBC Universal, a Matt Bond chairman of NBC Universal Content Distributor, Tony Cardinal, who is executive vice president, all these guys who are Universal execs, they only you I'm sorry, USA execs, they only know who they know, which is probably the heyday for them. Of Raw when it was running crazy of the Stone Colds and all those guys Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Uh, so if I'm going to try to put them in every week, first I'm figuring out which legends I want and don't want. I don't want Flair on TV every week. I don't want McFoley on TV every week unless he's passing the torch or going to get violent with somebody. I definitely don't want Hulk Hogan. And after watching Stone Cold Steve Austin, I don't want him on TV nor Shawn Michaels. So which legends do I want? Now I have the bet to see if Christian shows up every week, does anybody want to see him? If Booker T shows up every week, does anybody want to see Booker T? Ricky Steamboat, last time we saw him in the ring, he actually looked decent, but that was about three or four years ago. Seems like he has the heart to at least give us one match, so here's what I would do with the Legends. I would almost dang near give them a G1 Climax type thing where they lead up to a pay-per-view to win a yearly Legends championship match, and I've talked about this on the show before, I believe in this idea of a Legends title where a Legend holds this title and they uh, have some type of a tournament that works its way up to that year, who's going to win that title so I think if you start, if you come out of the road to Wrestlemania and you start that and that Legends title is culminated at SummerSlam I think that could work Hmm. about them being on the, uh, the, the, the TV every week unless you're going to have them start co-signing, and normally a co-sign is them doing the job for a young guy. Well, we're we're too smart for that now. We need to literally see a passing of the torch. We need to see Undertaker passing the torch to Bray Wyatt. That can culminate over time. We need to see others pass the torch to someone else. So unless there's going to be some passing of the torch, We don't really want it. If you're gonna offer something like a small G1 Climax where those legends can fight and scrap their way in matches that fit them, which may end up being less wrestling matches and more just bunkhouse brawls or street fights or whatever, that'll be what we want. But as far as seeing them year round, I just don't think that those guys can do it year round. You know, Scott Hall dang near fell over walking and trying to do the sideways walk. He almost ended up in the stands.
1: You know, as you're mentioning ideas, one of the ideas that comes to mind is this. If we look at what happened Monday night, uh, the only ones that actually saw action were Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And that's because those two, you know, Triple H just fought not long ago. They had a WrestleMania match. Shawn Michaels does stay in, in, in condition to be able to do something. No one else had any sort of physical activity. Which and the says, guys who could have, they didn't like Booker T could have. Yeah. Christian could have. Mm-hmm. And it didn't let them go. Which, you know, perhaps there wasn't anything for them specifically to do. Um, what my thought is, seeing that the success of their mere presence on television uh, was good enough, I say some of them should fill a role that we've not seen filled that is desperately needed. They need to become managers. You need to have a couple of them. And think about it. This is not a new concept. Mr. Fuji transitioned from being a fantastic tag team wrestler to becoming a great manager. And as he a manager, was so he was so good. Bobby the Brain Heenan, many forget that he was a pro wrestler who transitioned into being a manager. Captain Louis Albano, who was the manager of champions. F- Classy Freddie Blassie. You know, we're going down the line of iconic Wait. managers all of whom were once wrestlers. And so I say bring back the era of the manager. Think about how many guys could benefit. Shoot, remember really the rise of Bobby Lashley happened because he had a manager, somebody else to talk for him. You know, think about the other guys and gals who are in need of that. You know, a ricochet right now needs a manager. He needs a mouthpiece. He needs somebody who could talk to people into seats because he's going to fly them into the seats. Those things are necessary. And I think, shoot, even if you had, you know, somebody, think about a Jose LeFario, right, and the role that he was able to play with Shawn Michaels, transitioning from being looked at as just the intercontinental champion to being viewed as a viable world champion. He wasn't there 24/7, but he certainly showed up during major moments, major events, says, you know, etc. So I think, you know, whether they do a Le- a legend championship, I think definitely has merit to it. But I think also being a manager allows them not necessarily to get physical, but to get physical if they need to. Think about how Dusty Rhodes did that for his children. You know, I think it's a possible thing that we don't have, you know, that you don't need everybody for. Everybody doesn't have to come back. You just need one or two, and it'll make all the difference in the world. Now, mo- most of, uh, of, of our uh, wrestling
0: following won't know this, but I won't let you get off the hook by not mentoring guys like. Uh, the the the, the great Luna Vashon, sure. who turned herself into a, a, a manager. Sure. Magnum T A. Once he couldn't go in the ring, became a manager. But also, I mean, I look at guys like what, what what's my man's name? Uh, Paul Jones. Sure. Paul Jones was a great manager,
1: well, but also Paul Jones could go in the ring. Well, and let's not speaking of Pauls. How about Precious Paul Ellering? You know, yeah. another great wrestler who proved to be well, General Skandor Akbar. Oh, you know, I mean, Scandor, you, we're talking oh, just come on, incredible. Man. Oh, you know? Akbar was great. Exactly. So I think there are enough of those that are what, out what's there. The, what, what's the guy, uh, ballhead? Jim? Is it Jimmy? Gary Hart?
0: Gary Hart. Oh, Gary, Gary Hart. Hart was was a tremendous manager.
1: So I just think that you've got some options out there for guys who would be great on the stick, who would be great managing someone's career, and we get the opportunity to see them. Give us three guys right now that you would convert into managers. Stone Cold Steve Austin should be the manager of a Kevin Owens and a Becky Lynch. I mean, could you just imagine that? That would be absolutely insane. Um, Let's see. I think a Ricochet, for instance, um, Ricochet in a strange way would benefit well from a Booker T. Mm. I think Booker T um, would be able to speak the language of a Ricochet without Ricochet having to speak the language. Um, And Booker T is enough of a commodity where people love him, he could give him the rub. I think that kind of thing would be really, really cool. Um, let's see. Cesaro seems to have done well when he had manager. I still think Cesaro needs uh, Paul Heyman, of course. I mean, but if we don't go with Paul Heyman and we look for a WWE legend. Uh, oh, yes. How much sense does this make? Cesaro with Mick Foley. Mick Foley was responsible for putting Cesaro and Sheamus together by giving them that best of seven match that ultimately turned them into the bar. One of the great tag teams. I think I just mentioned three people that we would love to see on WWE television on a regular basis. You tune in to see Stone Cold and what he'd have to say to help endorse. Think about this. Stone Cold advising Kevin Owens on how to handle Shane McMahon and the McMahons. Who knows how to do it better than Stone Cold? Yep. So I would actually consider Ted DiBiase. Okay.
0: For I who? would consider Ted Ted DiBiase to be a, a, a manager, but I would also consider a Christian. He can talk. Christian, Christian could was one work. Of, was one of the great talkers. Christian could work. He would be really, really good. And so, I think we're missing a moment mm-hmm. by not considering these guys as. Ma- I really think wrestling itself is hurting yeah. by not having managers because you
1: have guys who are great in ring talents, but yeah. they're terrible on the microphone. I agree. I agree. I really wish we had more time to really discuss Maybe even Hurricane. Because it's, uh, well, yeah, Hurricane would be good too, you know? So it's it's a lot uh, to, to really discuss, and we need more time to talk about the Raw reunion. Maybe we can if come Flair back to- sober, if, Flair were, if Flair if were Flair sober, less sickly. If Flair were
0: sober, less sickly, and yeah. didn't have a desire to be hit, he would be one of the great managers of all time.
1: I, I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, Let's take a look at SmackDown from last night. Gosh, there's so much more I want to say. So, okay, let me say this one thing, and then we're going to move to SmackDown. I think there were... mm, Maybe... uh, Okay, I'm going to go with three great uses of Legends from Raw Reunion. The first one I thought was John Cena... Uh, I thought John Cena's dig on the Usos was really solid. Uh, and then for Rikishi and for Devon to be in the corner, I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, I actually thought that the OGs versus the OCs uh, in concept made sense because the last time, you know, Finn actually got the rub from them to now see AJ and company not get the rub. Was kind of cool But the thing where I think a legend Was used the best Was Mm -hmm. Mick Foley Coming out to announce that he was going to fight For the 24-7 championship Only to be met by Bray Wyatt and The Fiend Oh that was Beautifully done Oh so beautifully done congratulations to them and shout out to impact wrestling for giving rvd the opportunity to come over to monday night yeah, I, raw i thought that was stellar
2: impact.
0: yeah i, I did thought too. that
1: was stellar i thought that was and, and i didn't see it coming i didn't either i was shocked i mean i got to the point where i was like wait a minute did he just jump from impact um but i think the fact that he did not see any in-ring action was kind of the deal on that, you know, where you protect They, 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 they should have let him go. No, they had to protect him. You don't want to send him back. If he got injured, you don't want to send him back to impact injured and he messes up his career that way. So, yeah, I thought it was a good move. Um, so very quickly, let's head over to SmackDown and check out what happened last night at the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. It kicked off with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon going face-to-face, agreeing to a match at SummerSlam with the stipulation that if Kevin Owens loses, he would quit WWE and it would be put in writing. The Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Apollo Crews in a fantastic match. I'm really excited about what's happening there. Ms. TV featured Shawn Michaels, who was supposed to be on commentary. Uh, Instead, he was doing Ms. TV. Dolph Ziggler would attack both Shawn Michaels and The Miz in a very heated segment. Ember Moon defeats Charlotte Flair. Just sit with that for a second. Ember Moon rolls up Charlotte Flair, defeats her in less than five minutes. WWE champion Kofi Kingston issued a SummerSlam challenge to Randy Orton, and that got heated as well. Kofi Kingston took on Samoa Joe for the 1700th time. This time, though, this match ended with RKO's attempting to be delivered to, K- uh, to, to Kofi. Instead, it happened to Samoa Joe. Then we got uh, Trouble in Paradise to Randy Orton. Very interesting stuff. Finn Balor challenged Bray Wyatt to a clash, and I love the way in which Bray Wyatt responded. It was absolutely brilliant. And Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns happened and didn't happen, as Shane McMahon, Drew McIntyre, and Elias were all attacked by Owens and Reigns And Reigns would even leave the ring To give Owens all the shine Alright, what are your thoughts On last night's episode of SmackDown Kevin Owens is over, man Oh my god, he's so
0: over He's almost beckied himself Yeah He's literally He's literally got 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 himself like over, over I mean, this man just was We hated him for turning on Colf Mm-hmm and in less than a month and a half, we're chanting his name. Right. Right. So what you know, what when, when I look at SmackDown, you know, I I'm I am the don't, here's the thing, guys. I, I I really like Eric Bischoff running SmackDown, but I'm gonna be the hardest critic. hmm Because I want to see Eric win. Uh yes, they're giving Shinsuke more camera time. But I still don't feel like it's our Shinsuke. We we Shinsuke is a buildup. Shinsuke is a mix between a great entrance that is patient and a great match that is hard hitting. To, to me, I'm just gonna be honest with you, Shinsuke looks like he's he's missing being in the G1 climax. He's looking like just let me wear a mask and fight. Uh Miz versus Shawn Michaels. Man, it, it it has all the makings of something great. You mean now? Dolph Sean did Shawn? slip up and, and and called Miz by his. I mean, I'm sorry, uh Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, Sean did slip up and called Miz by his real name. Well, Seth <laughs> did it Monday night too. Seth called him like yeah, too. With, with, which which I, I said either this is planned or these guys are spending too much time together off the road. Right, 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 right. I did not like the Ember Moon Bailey moment with Charlotte. Uh, I'm GB. I'm gonna say this, and the fans may send me hate mail. I don't believe in Ember Moon on this roster. I believed in her more in NXT. I also think that Ember Moon, Jamie Foxx calls it the the uh, he 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 has success weight on him at one moment. I don't know if Ember Moon's going to the gym as hard as she was in NXT. And don't get me wrong, I get it. Because like they say, when you're living down at NXT, every day you come to the gym. Mm -hmm. And someone's there pushing you and motivating you. I just, Ember, you got to do something, man. She's not looking the way she did when she was at NXT. And I just don't know if I'm believing in her. Now, this Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston thing has been a long time coming since the car back in the day. And so we're looking at that. Samoa Joe is, is is really about to be a relic and fade to black. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Reigns, big shot of him to to leave Kevin Owens in the ring and let him get the shot, but KO is over right now. Yeah. We're just really ready to see uh, Shane McMahon go far, far away. And for God's sake, Shane, don't ever wear that leather jacket again. Mm-mm. So SmackDown, coming off of how much they botched the Raw reunion, it really could have been better than what it was.
1: Well, I think, but but to that point, I think SmackDown was the only time we actually saw current WWE content continuing to be developed. Um, yeah. Really not much was done with the Raw reunion to help further uh, the WWE storyline on Monday Night Raw. It was the equivalent to, you know, when you bring in the big conference speakers And you have the conference speakers come to your church and they blow it up all weekend long. And then you go back to normal service where none of those folks are present and all the great crowds walked away. Uh, I think the job of what should have happened at the Raw reunion was all of those guys should have in some way been there to enhance the current crop of WWE superstars. And I don't believe that that happened with the exception of Mick Foley. Uh, As for SmackDown, I thought SmackDown had a lot of sass and spice to it. I mean, the barbs that were happening between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Dolph Ziggler, uh, we're not going to ignore the fact that Dolph Ziggler compared Shawn Michaels being in the ring to Goldberg's last match. That's the first time we've heard anybody mention Goldberg on WWE TV since that horrible match with The Undertaker. Like, that was amazing to me. The fact that Randy Orton had digs on Kofi Kingston, you know, blaming his Jamaican accent. The fact that Kofi Kingston said that Randy Orton used his influence to hold him down, and Orton actually agreed with that. We got elements here to a story that's going to make us care you know, and let me just say this too. Oh, two things. Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt. The way that Bray responded as Bray in the family funhouse, Firefly yeah. Funhouse, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Yeah. I am yeah. just excited about this. And here's the thing I don't know if we're going to see the demon or not, but either way, at SummerSlam, there's only one way this ends. The Fiend. Yeah has to win. There's no if ands or buts about it or else all of this buildup was for naught. Um I totally agree. And so with that said, perhaps the hidden winner of Smackdown this week was, was the new day on commentary. Dude, what's Listen, oh. I said
0: to myself, they got a career. They do. They got a career. They do. I That's said so that dog on Xavier good. Woods. Oh god. He has a career,
1: fam. They are so good on commentary. Money. And it Absolute was, money. It was everything we needed. And the funny part was after they did the first hour for Michael Cole to kind of come in and try to be heal Michael Cole, uh, it just didn't feel right. It just didn't make sense. Bro. Bring back the new day. And listen, if anybody has to be gone, the new day can stay and do what it is that they're doing. And I'm all the way there for it. They were tremendous. That was a real win to me.
0: Yeah. Um, I clearly see what Bischoff is trying to bring together overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I already, it, it has a, a WCW esque uh, undertone to me. If you're a WCW fan, mm-hmm. uh, it already has that. I'm eager to see how he. Un- the real tell will be how how he gets SmackDown to SummerSlam.
1: Yeah. Well, he's and got we'll a couple see of weeks uh, to do it.
0: Yeah. And and I I, I see it. It seems as if he's really trying to get the McMahon's off TV. Yes, he is. That's very true. He is. I think that's going to be great. And I'm going to go out on the limb and say this: whoever at WWE is choosing not to give us a bloodline with the Samoans, you are stupid. Mm. And you're missing money. Let me just yeah. talk your language. Yeah. You are missing out on money. Mm-hmm. You're also missing out on a faction that can be he- that can be a uh, baby faces all the way to WrestleMania, and then they all could turn heel the day after WrestleMania and take you to the next WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You are missing a moment by not having Roman Reigns in the title hunt. Samoa Joe wearing one of the secondary belts, the Usos wearing the tags, and Nia Jax and Tamina making something of the women's tag team stuff, you are, and then they can start introducing the next generation of Samoans. Yes. You are missing money, you idiot. Yes. It is before you. The same way that that is before you to have AJ Styles and the, the OC with Finn Balor and having mm-hmm. the club. If you have the club versus the Samoans, you are missing something. Uh.
1: Let me just tell you this, you are Shame
0: on, it. on you. you. Shame on, on you. Shame on you. And the only reason you're not doing it is because the people want it. And you know this what the people want. And can you imagine what you can do when the Samoans win in WrestleMania and the Rock and Alpha and all of them come down the ring and to give back?
1: You are stupid. Well, let me just say this. Bef- I mean, I agree. I with went you. up
0: on uh, that you, thing, got me did, hot,
1: fam. You did, you did, it, 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 because
0: it's it's just right. This is the biggest the Samoan family has ever been at one time in your miss and then off of the hills of Rock is giving you a movie where he's highlighting the Samoans. Mm-hmm. You just you've lost your
1: mind. Well, here is the deal, right? And again, historically, WWE has been known. For missing moment i go hulk back to hulk one of rick the, flair. I, that's where i was going WrestleMania. i mean it was literally handed to you on a silver platter wrestlemania 8 hulk hogan versus rick flair what was going to be at that point bigger than hogan warrior bigger than hogan andre it's the match that we all wanted that we never thought we would see And instead, you didn't pull the trigger. You gave us two lackluster main events instead of one great one. And what you ultimately did was you handed WCW a main event that three years later would catapult them and turn them around into a place where they'd be able to actually compete and at some points beat WWE. Missing moments isn't new for WWE. I just really need them. To go ahead and do what you said because again Finn and AJ as part of the OC in I mean you who's gonna argue with that that's history there you know and so you're willing to tap on other parts of history like Kofi versus Orton, like other elements of history, but you missed this, not a good move. Not a good move at all. All right, so I made a promise. I want to honor the promise that I made to Josh Spiel, one of our uh, faction faithfuls, who asked me what I thought about this upcoming match for NXT TakeOver Toronto. Uh, One of the main events, or the main event for that is going to be adam cole defending the nxt championship against johnny gargano in a three stages of hell match he wanted to know what our thoughts would be on uh what the three stages of hell for uh that should be for that particular match so courtney i'll throw it to you what do you think should be the uh three stages of hell for the nxt championship match at nxt takeover toronto well, let me ask have we had a Three Stages of Hell match since Armageddon 2002? Uh I don't think so. It's been a long time since we've had a Three Stages of Hell match. A long time.
0: If I had to choose the Three Stages of Hell match, uh first I I I, I I don't know because see I I still I, I hate to keep saying I still got a little bit of N.W.A. inside of me
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and and I, I you know when, when I think of now let me get this right three stages of hell will be three different types of matches so right so
1: wait I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you because there have been a few there was a three stages of hell uh, at the bash 2009 between Triple H and Randy Orton um, three stages of hell payback 2013 John Cena against Ryback uh, what, that what, was what, the last what, one what were the stipulations in those so the first one was a lumberjack match. Uh, okay. The second one was a tables match. And then the deciding fall was an ambulance match. Uh, and the one prior to that in 2009, the first fall was traditional wrestling rules. The second fall was falls count anywhere. And the third fall was a stretcher match. So um, so for me. So they've me, only done this four times. I would definitely start with. Uh,
0: uh, uh, did you remember the the old school strap matches? Okay, you would start with a strap match. I would start with a strap match. Wow. So I would start with the strap match. I mean, in a perfect world, I start with a strap match. Then from there, I would probably go something like uh, a false count anywhere after the strap match. But I would end this thing with two words I quit. Ooh. There used to be something. You know, when, when I think, I don't know about you, but when I think I quit matches, I think Tully Blanchard.
1: Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA. Oh, that, it is that something. Wood, about, that wooden chair leg,
0: man. It, there, there is something about hearing a wrestler say, I quit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I think to me, that's how you end it. So yeah. I would definitely start with the strap match. Uh, you can go from strap match to hardcore or something like that, mm-hmm. but man, I would definitely end with I quit match. And I, I you know, I'm just a sucker for the old school uh, uh, strap matches.
1: Yeah, I, I think Strat match matches—the
0: battle of wills. I could pull you to me. You could pull. Me. I mean, it just
1: was great. Yeah, I think the first one for me, the first fall would be a no DQ. Um, the second fall, ah, uh, that's a tough mm-hmm. one. The second fall is the tough one. Okay. Uh, no. Mm, uh, uh, I. Uh. No, let's do it. Second fall, a TLC match. Ooh, that's good. Tables, ladders, and chairs. And then if we make it to the third fall, Hell in a Cell. Wow. That, that, I mean, it would be brutal. There's no coming back after that right no like the and, whoever that that it's loses, over. and then you got to give those guys two weeks off <laughs> oh yeah oh my god you need to give them a month off after that like yeah, you know, yeah. it's got to give crazy. them some time off so uh so here's what we want to do if you guys have uh things that you want us to talk about matches you want us to talk about to get our opinions on something let us know on instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show and uh, we'll talk about it on a future episode that's for sure uh so josh i hope you appreciated our answer. And uh, we want to hear from some other folks as well. So definitely hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at The Faction Show. All right. Here's how you can reach out to us in other ways on social media. Courtney. At
0: Team Major Beard on Instagram or Twitter. Courtney
1: Beard on Facebook. I want the Samoans. And you can reach me at Bonner Five on all mentioned platforms. It's going to be a big weekend. WWE has a big event called Smackville, which will feature uh, Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe versus... Uh, Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship that's airing live this Saturday. Meanwhile, this Saturday, I will be checking out a big NXT event coming here to the ATL. Uh, Make sure you're following us uh, for our Instagram story on that. And I may perhaps have an NXT superstar to be in that story with me. You'll have to find out. So follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are The Faction.